Welcome to the third installment of my all-ages, family-friendly comedy sci-fi series. For months I've been working tirelessly, putting together not one, not two, but three amazing stories all centered around this one amazing character, Duty, from There's an Alien in My Toilet. And I wanted to say thank you to all of the fans who supported us at the conventions and also on the Kickstarter helping to make it so successful. Now we're back with book three, and as always, we have amazing covers and an amazing story where Duty finally gets into a house and there are humans involved in a chihuahua named Herman. And just in time for Halloween, I bring you Duty's Monsters on Planet Cthulhu. You're not going to want to miss this one. It's one wild ride. But I also have something for the little ones. This is an activity book, a story book filled with adventures. And at the end, your child can write their own story and create their own characters. So thank you for sticking around for the first two issues and I hope you enjoyed this next series of books that I bring you. Your support, your investment means the world to me and I can't do it without you. Have a great day. Enjoy reading. What's up, George? What's going on in the House of Craze tonight? In the House of Craze tonight, we have Mr. Brandon Ingram, and he's going to be talking about Dismay Comics and this new anthology that he's got coming to Kickstarter October 18th. So we're going to be talking to him about that next. Let's get it. For independence all around, giving you a platform to spread your word all over town. Cast the craze is the place to promote to your fans with the dream of Medina and Santa Crazy Man. Subscribe to our show and never miss an episode. It's time to get your man to listen to us on the go. Updated every week, we never miss a day. Join the squad, come on in. It's time to cast the craze. If you are an independent, cast the craze. Making moves on your own, cast the craze. On your grind in the streets, cast the craze. Join the movement, catch the craze! Yeah, George, we did it again. Come on now, now you want to do it. Catch the craze. Welcome to Cast the Crazy Podcast. I'm your host with the most in the crazy man, Vera. And I am with George the Dreamer Medina. What's happening, everyone? Welcome to another, another exciting episode of Catch the Craze. We are live tonight, Wednesday, September 21st. It is 8 p.m. here in the Big Apple. It is about 7 p.m. where Sammy is at. And we are bringing you another live uh, episode with another creator. His name is Brandon Ingram. He's a friend of the show. This is the third time he's been on the show, and uh, we're going to be talking to him about his uh, Kickstarter that's launching in, in about a month, a little under a month. What up, D? And it's uh, for Dismay Comics. It's a really cool anthology that he's got coming out, but before we get him on the show, and if you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to the channel. Hit the like button. Comment below. Let us know who's in the chat. Say what's up to your boys. Thank you so much for coming don't forget, <laughs> don't forget that we have a few things going on. For example, Mr. Sam Beres, there's an alien in my toilet book, is on Kickstarter as well. We're going to be talking about that in just a few minutes. But um, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm a little tired, man. I'm a little tired. Work's got me a little, you know, a little. I know. You're but, the um, big now. You're, you're no. boss. You're boss. That's what happens when you're boss. It's heavy duty, my friend. You had you had a show at 7 o'clock. Yes. I hope you guys check that out. If you haven't done so yet, check it out on the replay. You had a 
gentleman with a Kickstarter also. Uh, he had yes, Frankenstein, Frankenstein the Unconquered. Yes, yeah, I'm, it was Dalton. Okay, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, the, I'm a fan, man. I'm a fan of uh, of anything, anything uh, Frankenstein. So I got to check that out. Yeah, well, yeah, Duty's Frankenstein. What's up with that? That's right. That's right. <laughs> and Duty's yeah, monsters right. on Planet Cthulhu. That's right. I'm just saying. Bam. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You got the more like um like uh the 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 Frankenstein monster that you see that you used to see like back in the days. Uh-huh. Remember the monsters? Yes. The, the TV monsters, show, like yeah. the TV yeah. show. Yeah. Got the bolts coming out of his neck and stuff. Yes. So it's the more the classical, the classical. Yeah, the, the classical movie. monster, the classic, the classic monster. monster. Yes. Uh, but yeah, no. So, so yeah. So, there's a lot going on, brother. So, the campaign launched yesterday. Launched yesterday. Yes. If you guys checked us out, we were live last night at 8 p.m. It went live, and uh, it's moving. It's chugging along. It's doing its thing. 24 yes. backers right now. You're uh, you're almost at goal, which is 1250. So yeah. you're over uh, 50 percent of the goal. Yes. right now so if you guys are watching if you are watching right now and you haven't done so yet check out the link i'm sure sam's gonna pop it in the bio it's probably already in the show notes and uh throw some money into duty number three Aichiwawa. Aichiwawa. i mean this is the funniest one yet um duty finally gets into a house you know where there's a family that's there and there's a dog a chihuahua named herman who thinks that duties are talking jalapeno then he identifies him as an intruder and he needs to go after the intruder. And the, the you know, the dad thinks that, that Herman is just causing a mess. He thinks he's losing his mind because he doesn't know what the hell he's barking at or he's what he's chasing. So there's a lot of stuff, you know, comedy that goes around there while the government is tracking down the crash site where duty's UFO crash. So there's um, so all the doors are closing in on duty and uh, he needs to figure out whether or not it was a smart move to uh, come to earth. Um, so there's that. And then there's Duty's Monsters on Planet Cthulhu. And this is, um, you know, I've been working on this for, for a minute. And basically, it's uh, the best of Duty's imagination all just coming to a head in this book. And, uh, you know, he's a high school student. This is after his stunt on Earth. And, you know, he's sitting in class pondering about his future. He's like, you know, I want to go on another adventure. And his buddies are like, are you crazy? What are you talking about? Then they hear about this mystical creature um, uh, named Cthulhu that he's never heard of. Um, that um, apparently is the reason for the disappearance of some, of some of the military from Uranus. And so now he goes off, you know, half-cocked off into um, an adventure to uh, the Outer Rim to go face this Cthulhu. He doesn't even know what he's getting himself into. So that's another um, series of adventures for duty. And um, there's a cameo from Cosmic Gorf. If you picked up Cosmic Wars from me back in the, the early days of... Um, my independent publishing, um, you know, era. And uh, it's fun. It's fun for all ages. It's, uh, it's, I'm excited about that, but it's a stretch goal. We have to first get to the goal and then we have to work towards locking that stretch goal to unlock it and add it on um, to get it. Um, so I'm excited about that. And then not only that, we also have um, for the four-year-olds. So we have Duties Adventures, which is an activity book. And it's a storybook and activity book for the parent and the child um, to uh, have fun together. So for every page turn of story, there's another page of uh, questions based on what you just read on that page. And um, you can work together with the with the mom and dad. And uh, it's uh, pretty dope. Uh, I have it up. You know, Don't worry. I got you, buddy. And um, so, uh, yeah, so it's exciting. Um, and then at the end of Duty's Adventures... Your four or five-year-old can write their own ending at the end. There's three pages dedicated to them writing their own story. 
and another three pages dedicated to them to create their own characters um, to add to the duty universe. So it's a lot of fun. There's a lot for everybody. And I'm hoping that you go and uh, check it out. And again, the link is in the summary and uh, you know, pick up a copy of this. They only might told it today. Yeah. 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 The campaign is going, <laughs> the campaign is going all the way through to October. What is it? October 20th, Sam? Is it yes. And campaign. you know what? And everything is fulfilled in November. So great Christmas gifts. So if you're thinking about Christmas and want to get the little ones, you know, get the, the bundle. There's a special bundle that's available. And I'll play that promo right before we bring in our guest. And, um, you know, where you get this um, right here. So this is a, a custom sketchbook. And in the bundle is a starter kit. Um, the first page will be a sketch by me and a personalized letter from duty to your child. Um, encouraging them to continue with their artistic endeavor. And the bundle comes with the sketchbook plus um, the coloring book plus issue three plus the guidebook with all the characters plus a pack of trading cards. Um, and it ends tomorrow night at 8 p.m. So there's only 18 left in the bundle. So get your bundle today and you, you're getting it in November right in time. Put it under the tree, wrap it up and, and uh, give it as a Christmas gift. Um, a great way to uh, start the holidays. It's, uh, it's fun, interactive. Yeah, yeah. Big shout out uh, to the whoever just pledged to the campaign. Thank you very much. We really appreciate that. Up to a quarter, 25. Um, so big shout out to whoever just pledged while we were on the show right now. Thank you very, very much. Yes. So yeah, if you guys haven't done so yet, haven't had a chance, it's been a long day. You just got home from work, checking it out, you, you know, popped on. Oh God, the guys are on. I forgot. I haven't pledged. Boom. Now Now's a good time to uh, go and get that done. He's got tons of stuff in there. I like I like the uh, the sketchbook. I think that's a great idea, especially for parents who have kids. We got a lot of parents, like at shows, for example, who say to us, "Hey, my kid likes to draw. Like, you know, what do you what do you recommend? You guys are doing this. You know, what what do you guys recommend? A sketchbook is a great start. You know, buy your kids a little sketchbook. Tell them to put all their ideas into that sketchbook. I had sketchbooks when I was a little kid because I used to draw that I still have today. You know, yeah. just some characters that I created yes. as a kid in these little sketchbooks because they, they they just go with you. They, they roll with you through life. I've always just moved and I've always got my little sketchbooks from when I was a kid. So now's a good time to get them started, get it going and, and you know, add that to the to the mix. If you guys don't get the, obviously, if you guys don't get the, um, what is it? The, the bundle, the, you can get the, the sketchbook as an add-on without, without the personalized letter and the sketch. But And it's a perfect size. It's six by nine. It fits right into their book bag. It's light. Um, it's uh, 50 pages that they can create their own world and universe of characters in this. And, you know, the you know, duties sitting on the cover to be there every step of the way as they sketch along. So um, it's, a, it's a great, great, um, again, great gift for uh, the young artists out there. And uh, I know when I got my first sketchbook from my mom, I was like, whoa, you know, I know the game was on. I get to I, now I'm a real artist. You know, <laughs> I mean, when she first yeah. came home when I was a kid with my first um, pack of um, pencils and markers. And, uh, you know, it was the one that folds all the markers that are, yeah, fold in. The, and uh, she gave me my sketchbook. I felt like an adult. I was like, oh, I'm a, I'm a big boy now. I get to draw. Right. And uh, so I got excited. So imagine, you know, you duty. You get to read duty, have fun and laugh, and then you get to uh, go and uh, create your own duty. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> yes. You get to create your own duty. Duty does what duty does. Oh, can't help it. Can't help it. You, can't, okay. you, can't, no. you do it to yourself. Again, you do it to yourself. But no, yeah, but definitely, definitely check that out. Um, and uh, 
And for everybody who signed up to the page, don't forget that there is that incentive that if you signed up to the page, you were getting, and you let Sam know, you were getting a PDF of, you know, a print that he's got. If you do actually go through with the pledge now at this point, and, you know, and obviously he's got your name, he's got your information, then you get a physical copy of that print. So if you have, if you did sign up and you let Sam know, make sure that you, uh, you pledge because then you get that physical copy uh, of that print, which right. is, which is kind of dope. It's kind of dope. So right. Don't forget to do that. Yes, exactly. So, um, um, yeah. So, uh, and then tomorrow morning, join us for the morning brew with the crazy crew. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> I see that, uh, Endor st started streaming, right? Yeah, and so maybe yeah. we talk about Endor tomorrow morning. Yeah, um, there's three episodes. They, 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 three episodes, kid. I, I don't know if I can stay awake for three. They're about forty minutes long. Really? Yes. Yeah, so I I watched the first one. I tried like at lunchtime. I was just real quick. Just had to check it out. I I couldn't really watch the whole thing, but it looks good. It looks good. It looks good. It has Very like the Mandalorian good. feel, or? Yeah, yeah. It, it's more. It, it it's a story, bro. It's well written. It's it's well paced. Acting is good. You How about know? the soundtrack? Because the Mandalorian had that cool soundtrack. Oh yeah, the Mandalorian soundtrack is probably a little better, but yeah, but this is good. It's better. Listen, Mandalorian it's better soundtrack is like the X Men animated series soundtrack. You know, okay, so the Mandalorian soundtrack reminded had a little Rocky inspired theme into it too. Like it had that that you know that Rocky theme in it. Mm -hmm. I felt like, but yeah, but it, but this one does it. I don't, I don't remember. It doesn't stand out. So I don't think the coolest thing about the Mandalorian too, was at the end of every episode, they had like the sketches or they oh, had like the artwork. Yes. How beautiful was that at the end of every episode? You'd have yes. that. This one doesn't have that. You know what I mean? What the you hell could, Lucas films? Yeah, Disney? This, this is, this is straight up your story, you know, boom. And, um, and, uh, Luna, the guy who's, uh, who's playing the, the, the main role in, in the story is really good. It's good. It's good. You should watch. I haven't seen the other two. Yeah. I'm going to watch um, it. I got so good. many damn things that are like half. Like I haven't caught yeah. up with the the Game of Thrones. I haven't finished right. the Sandman. Uh, you know, I haven't finished She Hulk. I'm like, there's just too much going on. <laughs> there, it's just too yeah. much. And She Hulk is tomorrow. Yeah, She Hulk's tomorrow. Yeah, no, what the bloody hell? Disney's but, killing it. Disney's killing it. I and uh, don't forget, if you haven't done so yet, check out getyourmeds.com. It's my website with all of my stuff on there. I have T-shirts. I have books. Um, Rust 5377, which is another graphic novel that I have on there. The Adventures of Wonder Duck obviously is on there. Sam, give me a minute, bro. Can you please? <laughs> Go ahead, talk. My dude, just give me a minute. Please give me a minute. My <laughs> God. It's got to be all about Sam. God. Go ahead, go ahead. Go give me a minute. Oh, my God. Don't, don't listen to him. Don't listen to him. Uh, <laughs> dog. Um, anyway, yeah, go, go to getyourmeds.com. Check out some of that stuff. <laughs> Check out the merch, check out the books, all that fun stuff. I'm also going to be updating um, the site with just where I'm going to be uh, as far as just the conventions I might try to hit up next year. Dude, are, are you going to go to Florida, bro? You, you thinking? Um, I got to get a job first. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I got a job you. first. I can't afford Florida right now because Florida is pretty pricey. So I'm like, uh, <laughs> well, I think it was like 365, was it? Like 365 for yeah. the table yeah, and then the airfare and the hotel. So I'm yeah. like, eh, let me get a job first. And Florida. then, uh, you know, my life as a broker has ended. That's and, it. It's over. Know, it's, if I don't get a job soon, you're going to send me out there, you know, selling <laughs> corn and hot dogs. Uh, you know, it's like. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like in the heat, in the Texas heat. I'm like, oh, oh with a sweatshirt. You're the only one that wears a, a sweatshirt and a hoodie outside. Oh, you see these, these bugs out in Texas? Yo. Crazy, sir. Yo, 
Come and sit in my yard for a minute. No, You're gonna be running inside. Yo, I got, I got, I ordered a bubble suit just to sit in my yard because those damn mosquitoes. You don't even see them coming. You don't even oh, see them. You, you go out there, you sit down for one sec. Yo, all right, here, here's how real it is, right? I have a hoodie on. I have sweatpants on. It's 100 degrees, right? I have a hoodie on, sweatpants <laughs> on, right? Yo, you crazy. I'm blocked everywhere. You can't get to me, right? I think I'm good. Those mother efforts, they got to where my ankle sock um, is that, that opening between my ankle sock and my sweatpants hit that little one inch gap. I had seven mosquito bites. Yeah. They were like, we, we know where to go. And they just found it. I was like, yo, they're like that. They were like Darth Vader's strike force. They just went, <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> oh, and the spiders are on another level, bro. I was in the yard. I went in the kitchen. Got my got some water for my dogs in the yard. I came back out. There was this big old spider web just blocking my. I was like, how did five minutes? How the hell did you build this big spider web? And five, yeah, it's crazy. These insects are on another level out here. Spiders don't play, son. I didn't have these play. issues in the East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, crazy, crazy. Yeah. But yeah, we we have missed. We have a guest on our show that's been here yeah. a few times. I was just looking up when he's been here. So episode two seventy three. On May 4th of 21, he was with us a few months ago in May uh, for issue, I mean, for issue, for episode 428. And he is back tonight, episode yeah. 466. He's a squatter. We're going to have to give him co-host uh, <laughs> credits on the show. He's like Kramer. Um, Kramer in, in Seinfeld. Through the door. Through the door. Hey, hey, what's going on? Um, but yeah, no, he, he, he was kind enough to send us uh, just a preview Yes. of what he's cooking for the campaign that he's launching on October 18th. Right. And I read through that stuff and I got to tell you guys if you're if you guys like horror and uh and you like to be creeped out, this is these this this anthology and these two anthologies actually that he's promoting right. are very very right up the uh, right up your alley. Right up the alley. The artwork is incredible. The the writing, I can't say enough about the writing. Brandon's a a, a genius when it comes to that to that horror stuff cuz I was creeped out we're going to talk to him about that, um, what makes him tick, you know, and all that stuff in just a few minutes. But I think we have uh, some sponsors that have paid, right? No, for not, us. This, not this episode, oh, but uh, we will, we do have another promo for duty. And when we come yes. back, we're going to be talking to Brandon. So here it is. Welcome to There's an Alien in My Toilet, book number three on Kickstarter. I am so excited about this right here, this custom sketchbook. I worked really hard to bring something that's unique for each creator in your child. And this is part of a starter kit. And if you pick up this starter kit, only 20 available, every first page of the starter kit will have a custom sketch by me. Plus a personalized letter for your child by duty, encouraging them to continue to draw and create new worlds. I can't wait to see what they create. I hope to see you on Kickstarter. Have fun. Have a great day. Welcome back, Kata. There he is. What up, Brandon? Thanks for having me. I should have poofed up my hair more to play the Kramer role. <laughs> Yo, man, welcome back. Thank you for coming on and, and, and chatting Thank with you. us about another kick-ass story, man. I, yeah. I, re I read the stuff. Very, very good stuff, brother. Very, very Thank good Thank you, stuff. man. Thank you. Um, but for those who don't know, Brandon, we're going to just, just introduce yourself really quickly so that we can get into your, 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 how your brain is working with these stories, because I got to ask you a few questions about just your process. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm Brandon Ingram. I'm the person over Disney comics. I created Disney comics. It's kind of my, uh, my, my brand, my, my publishing name, whatever 
that may be. Uh, and my two main series that I have are the Gallows Man. That's the the series I've been on for before, and then uh, currently uh, Dismay Avenue, and that's kind of the the cover. Which I could just move my fat head, and you can just see the <laughs> giant poster behind me. Um, but uh, but yeah, this is just issue one. But there's issues one and two for this this Kickstarter. Yeah, no, awesome stuff, dude. Awesome stuff. Now let me ask you a quick question about about just the 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 uh the, the combo company itself i um i i know from experience sometimes you have to create some of these names and some of these you know i guess publishing houses for conventions sometimes they ask you what is the brand and all that stuff what was the reason for creating this make comics is that something that you always wanted to have or was it out of necessity because you needed something to kind of like push the brand well basically how it all started was me making <clears throat> the stories for disney avenue like this was the first comic I worked on even before Gallows Man. And so it took me like half a day or maybe not half a day, a few hours to think of the name Disney Avenue. I wanted something that invoked like scary stuff, like kind of like Tales of the Crypt, but also like uh, R.L. Stein's like Fear Street. And I was like, oh, like synonyms of like fear, uh, equivalents of street, like stuff like that. And eventually wound up with Disney Avenue. And then uh, within like 10 minutes after that, I was like, oh yeah, I need a brand. Uh, I'll, I'll pull a, I'll pull a DC comics and just do Disney comics. Got and it. so the, the brand name came after the actual title of the book. Interesting. Okay. Okay. And Disney Avenue, man, I, I think, uh, I think part of the appeal for me, I like I like horror, like I do, and and I'm very disappointed with a lot of horror movies because they don't scare me. Like they they I think maybe it's because I've seen so many. I'm just like eh, I kind of expect it. But it's different when you're reading something. I think it's different when you're reading horror because I think a lot of uh, there there are books that do scare me because your mind now starts playing uh, tricks on you. Was it difficult to write horror for you? Is is that something that you worry about? Damn, is this going to scare somebody? It scares me, but will it scare somebody else? Or you don't you kind of just write what what you want yeah if anything i think horror is the thing that comes the most natural or the easiest for me whether that's good or bad that could say something <laughs> like messed up about me but i i just grew up on watching horror and stuff i mean even stuff where it's like a eh, kid probably shouldn't watch that like i remember being like nine years old not watching hardly any like crazy horror stuff and then my cousin comes down and we go to our uncle's house and she's like, hey, I got Saw 3. Let's watch it. <laughs> Hadn't seen any Saw movies or anything like that. We watched that. And that's one of the most intense Saw movies when it comes to the tracks and stuff. So I was like, holy crap. Nine <laughs> years like, old. Let's watch yeah. Saw. <laughs> That's, that's incredible, bro. Uh, Sam, you don't like scary movies, right? You're not you're not a big fan of scary I'm not movies. a big fan of scary movies. I'm a, I like the woman fuzzy. I like I like <laughs> I like comedy. I love love stories. Uh, oh, yeah. I like adventure. I love yeah, adventure yeah, yeah. series, you know, but uh those ones that are like, you know, like um what was it uh what was that one? Um damn, what was the name of it? Well, it was that like Texas Chiefs Massacre, I couldn't watch the whole thing. Right. Yeah, I, yeah. I was like, oh, no, nah, I'm like, I can't do this. You know, um, you know, so I'd rather I like my I want to keep my heart intact. So I'm like, I'll, I'll leave <laughs> yeah, it for yeah. the young kids out there. I, I remember, dude, I remember I'm going to age myself really bad right now. But the first scary image 
that I, what up, bit bam, boom. Um, the first scary like thing that I remember watching as a kid was Michael Jackson's thriller video. Oh, that, really? That yeah, was I guess it makes sense, yeah. Because it, I'm watching this video and it's him dancing and thriller and everybody's, you know, whatever, dance moves and all that other stuff. And I'm like, I just moved. And then at the very end of the video, he's walking away with the girl, and then he turns around with the freaking the eyes, eyes and the, yeah. oh, 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 and the laugh. And I'm like, yo, I'm like, I don't know, I must have been like maybe four or five years old. I'm like, yo, what the hell was that? But but it kind of like I kind of I think mean, I enjoyed it. I was like, yeah, yo, yeah, yeah. that's kind of that's kind of sick. And then I watched um. Uh, what was that movie, um, The Exorcist? And that yeah, blew me yeah. away. I was like, holy cow, this is nuts. And so I fell in love with the genre, you know? Yeah. But as as you get older, I guess you Paranormal Activity. That was the That one. was good. Oh, that yeah, was, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. crap out of me. That was good. <laughs> I was like, it was, was it was so scary that my wife thought it was possessed and she made me throw the CD out. Really? We had the DVD. She wow. said, she goes, get it out this house. That is demonic. <laughs> Well, I remember me and my friends, we were like in like middle school. So we were young, we were naive and stuff. We thought that was real. So like the first time we watched it, we were like, holy crap, this is all and same thing with like Blair Witch Project and stuff. Yo, that was then, yo, that was then, good though. Oh yeah, yeah. Then then the MTV movie awards happened that year and we're watching it. And then the the actress from Paranormal Activity walks on, we're like, wait a second. <laughs> what is this? Latest strain run amok. This <laughs> is crazy. Uh, no, but you know what? That Blair Witch Project. The genius about that was the way it was the way it was marketed, right? Yes. Because oh, they yeah. made it seem like it was real. They made it seem like these kids actually spent time out there. It almost oh, yeah. had that like the documentary kind of feel for. Well, it. they they mm-hmm. also created like a, a fake. Well, it was a real website, but they created right. a website with Correct. all the mythos Correct. and stuff around it to make yeah. it feel like this yeah. has been around for a long right. time and spent no money on it. Like oh, it, yeah, it yeah. cost them like nothing to to yeah. to actually you know videotape it or whatever. It was yeah. it was insane. But but going back to to your stuff, um, Brandon, you you what I like about the stories and and, and for those who are watching, we're talking to Brandon uh, Brandon Engram. He's got Dismay Comics. Dismay Avenue is an anthology, a horror anthology that's coming out on Kickstarter on October nineteenth. And if you haven't the eighteenth, I think right eighteenth. Yeah, yeah, eighteenth. Yeah. And if you haven't done so yet, the link is in the show notes. Uh, please sign up to the pre-launch page that he's got up right now for Kickstarter before it launches. But um, I was going to ask you, so the, some of the themes, the first, number one, the Disney yeah. Avenue number one, off the hook, bro, off the hook. Thank I was you, like, I'm never going to a small theater ever again. <laughs> like, it's called cinema, and I don't want to spoil anything, but... A couple goes into like a small town cinema, small town yeah, yeah. movie theater to watch a movie, and some creepy stuff happens. I'll leave it at that. And yeah. so, what was the what was the, I guess the inspiration behind that? Do you come from a small town? Have you sat in theaters like that? Like, where did it come from? So, literally, the first third of that story was all true. Mm. That's something that happened to me. Like, I went on a date with a girl. Like it was after like college classes, we went on a date. She wanted to see some movie um, that I had never heard of. And I looked up and it's playing at one theater near us. I had never been to this theater before. I don't think she had been there before. So we went there. Parking lot's dead. There's no one in there. There's like one car. And I'm assuming that's the 
the the employee or whatever there. Wow. And we walk in and literally, and it's also it feels very sketchy. Like it's it's yeah. It the outside looks a little run down, not entirely <laughs> though, but it just it feels very sketchy. And also with that uh, that first page, let me turn to yeah. it real the quick. Artwork. Where it's like. The artwork it's like this incredible. this giant yes. uh yes. cineplex basically yeah. that's what it was it was like a giant theater and it's like the parking lot's dead where is right. everyone right. this is so weird mm. and like we go in and yeah there was similar to the the one page where, where the, it was the like, letters uh, are like, like yeah yeah tickets anymore. tickets sold inside mm -hmm. i'm awful at this let's see there we go yeah tickets yeah. sold inside <clears throat> there's like ribbons saying that we go in and then it's just two uh teenage girls similar to the story two teenage girls oh, man, like doing the concessions and like the story there's just a guy off in the corner in the lobby with his hoodie on you can't I see like his that. face he's like just got his hood over him it's just the weirdest thing ever and we we get our tickets and all that stuff we we talk with the concessions people like this is kind of weird similar to how ben and mia do in the story we're like what what do y'all think about this they were like yeah it, we don't get a lot of people coming here but hey we get paid so who cares <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, so we man. go into the auditorium and uh we similar to ben and mia we were worried like oh, please say that hooded guy ain't in our auditorium that's gonna be the weirdest <laughs> thing ever he's gonna sit right behind you <laughs> <laughs> we were worried so much about that we didn't really, oh, we're like oh thank god we sit down we're talking and stuff uh, uh, before the trailers happen. They have like uh, uh, sponsors and, and ads yeah, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And a Chevy ad pops up. It's different in the story because yeah. I can't put Chevy in the story. I'm going to get sued. <laughs> <laughs> a Chevy ad pops up and we're talking and stuff. And it's playing this piano loop saying like Chevy drive. We love your what it says something, some bull crap line. Mm -hmm. um, and we're talking and piano loop happens. And maybe three, four minutes into us talking, one of us is like, holy crap, this piano loop has been annoying me so much because it's like a 15 second loop and it just keeps going. It's like, where's the next ad? Is it froze or something? You're like, it must be froze. So uh, I get up. Oh, we were also talking about like, oh, yeah, they're brainwashing us to go buy yeah. some Chevys and stuff. We're going to yeah. be driving out of here in Corvettes or something. Yeah. Um but uh, yeah, I get up, I go, and I'm like, yeah, hopefully neither one of us die as I go out. I, I go back, I tell them to reboot the, the, the projector. And then I walk back and I open the auditorium door and no one's in there. The girl I was on a date with, she's not in there or anything. I'm like, oh crap, oh crap. We were joking about this type of scenario. Oh crap. And I'm looking around, I'm like, oh no, I have my phone flashlight out. Where is she? I'm like, quit playing with me. Please quit playing with me. Come on. Let, let's go. <laughs> and then uh then I walk out, and this is where all the tension dies. I walk yeah. out and I look up. I'm in the wrong auditorium. Ah. It's the other auditorium. So so I walk back, everything you goes normal. Out. Exactly. I freak myself out walking into the wrong auditorium. I can't, I, if you call the cops, I was just, <laughs> she disappeared. There was a man with a hoodie. I can't believe there was a second auditorium in that in that place. Oh that, yeah, yeah, that's, that's so crazy. weird. That's no, but dude, so, so big big shout out to Aniba who just uh showed up in the in the chat. Aniba, I'm talking to you. This is right up your alley, bro. When 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 uh 
when Brandon releases this thing, you should definitely check it out. Um, dude, the artwork, you showed a couple of pages. Jade yeah. Sky, the artist on this. She book, is amazing. Yes. Incredible. She's got a story in the second in in, yeah, yeah. in the Second Avenue book also. But her artwork and the way she captures um just the tension, like you you mentioned, like you oh, know, yeah. really well done. How did you how did you uh meet um Jade and, and when did you guys start working together? She was actually the first artist I reached out to. This is before I found out about like Facebook groups where it's like writers and artists get together. And I also didn't know you can find good artists on Instagram. So I spent dozens, if not a hundred hours, scouring DeviantArt to find artists for uh, Disney Avenue One and Disney Avenue Number Two. Um, and eventually I found Jade through DeviantArt and uh, she was the first one I contacted. The first story she did was the the story she did in issue two, Raw Horror. It's just an eight page story, but she did that. And once she was done with that, I was like, I've got this longer script. They'll probably take up a whole book. Would you be interested in doing it? Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, yeah, yeah, I'd be down. I was like, okay, I, I think based on these eight pages I saw right here oh, with this story, you would be perfect for this. And so once I saw it, I was like, yes, because, because she has with both stories and, and she, she changes it a decent bit for this one, but she has that like atmospheric surreal mm-hmm. art style and it's beautiful as well, yeah. but it yeah. feels creepy. It feels kind of dreamlike. Yeah. And I, I like that. It does. It does. Did you give her any, any, I guess, uh, I guess photo, references or anything that she or yeah like all through like google or something like tell me a little bit of usually the process. usually uh when i'm working with an artist if there's a specific like uh outfit or specific building layout or, or like with the lobby and stuff like that i'll look up on google and stuff i'll be like similar to this kind of like that like like take this building but take this picture it's inside similar to that like just uh, an amalgamation of just all kinds of uh, kinds of Google images. Cause there's a story in Disney Avenue number three, it's a two page story where uh, I was trying to get a detective. I was trying to do detective and it was just all kinds of stuff. I was like, <laughs> I want it to look kind of like Mahershala Ali, but I want him to be dressed kind of like uh, Matthew McConaughey from true detective. It's like all this stuff. <laughs> That's Just, awesome, man. Do, 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 do they now, what up, Mike? Do they then send you like sketches before yeah, yeah, yeah. you go? Okay, so then it's like a whole They'll send concept. Yeah, yeah. They'll send concept art. Oh, that's awesome, dude. That's a, I, I love the creative process, especially when you're working with different artists. And listen, I got to give, I got to give a big shout out to your letterer, uh, Nikki Power. Yes, yes. Incredible work. Really, yes. really good stuff. Um, really because what happens is as i was looking at the story it doesn't distract from the beautiful artwork it it just it kind of it's clean and so even though the artwork is is a little abstract there's a little bit of abstract yeah yeah. it it doesn't distract from it and i think that 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 was really well done um what nikki did and keeping it very clean even the fonts she used you know the size of the font oh yeah yeah it was just really well done so it's a really really well produced book that obviously guys you guys should definitely check it out um when it comes out october 18th on kickstarter definitely check that out um but then number two uh there's more than one story in number two there's i think you have four 
in the yeah second. four stories in total where it's uh the entire book is like 64 pages just about which is like it's going to be thick but it's it's not going to be too much like like yeah. comics wellspring or something like that they can make that work yeah but yeah, uh yeah. The, but, my yeah. favorite my favorite story in that book is tolls of the Be what is it yeah tolls of the bells yeah yeah tolls it's very you guys had mentioned like manga earlier yeah. like that story being manga inspired it's hev heavily inspired i'll go and tell you like the biggest inspiration is my love for junji ito if anyone loves horror or loves manga you've probably oh. heard of junji ito yeah. even if you don't read manga he's a he's an amazing horror artist and I've loved his stuff even before I got into manga. I'm now into manga, but before right. I didn't read manga, but I love Junji Ito stuff. And I, I really wanted someone that could capture uh, kind of that Junji Ito vibe because the story feels very much like a Junji Ito story. Mm -hmm. So so I think uh, I think it was done perfectly. What's up, Gil? Gilbert, Junji Ito, yes. that was insane. Yeah, no, I actually, I, I'm looking for the book that I have of his, but... um. But yeah, no, I, I definitely loved the, like you said, the manga look to it. Now, as far as the designs of the characters, is that something that you have a lot of input into? Or you kind of, because I like the fact that one of the boys is wearing like a number 10 t-shirt and stuff like that. Is that inspired by just maybe an athlete that you like? Or, or was that just, yeah, you make them look like kids? And, and with with the number, I didn't come up with the number, but I did want like uh, when sending like a, uh, editor's notes there, there's so much editing i can do actually these artists are so good where like rarely do i have to send very many notes they just like they see the script and they they get it and, and they beyond get it like they do it i'm like holy crap that looks way better than my simple mind could have done it um but uh but yeah i, I wanted like kind of that that athletic long sleeve uh shirt that kids wear here and there and and they did that it looks good and and yeah it's it's just a weird little story i was going to show you this this book right here yeah uzumaki yes Ooh. yes that's that's yeah, actually the uh preview on uh, amazon right now yeah off the hook off that's the that's hook. the book i actually uh 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 when contacting the artist that's the book that i like reference i, I was like that. hey i saw that yep little little uzumaki like yeah. let's let's go yeah. in that route if you look at the, the the what you use sam as the uh as the thumbnail for this has reminded me of that when when i yeah. saw it it reminded me of this of that story yeah yeah um and and the beauty of, of of what you've done yeah that yeah yeah and the beauty about what you've done even with this story in particular is that it's all black and white like it's a yeah. black and white and and i think that that's probably the popularity of of manga as well is that it's so inexpensive like honestly oh, yeah, you, yeah. You, that that book right there that i showed you is like this thick and yeah. it's like what 20 bucks you know what I mean? like it's you you buy you buy a graphic novel like this of an american comic in full color and it's 20 oh yeah you know yeah. what i mean so so but I, but so i see it did you purposely kind of go for the black and white thing when you guys were oh, discussing yeah. it yeah yeah when when it came to before even looking for the artists like for issue two with all four stories, I had a vision of the art style I wanted. Like uh, when it came to uh, Tolls the Bells, the the manga esque art style, that's what I wanted. I wanted like a a Junji Ito black and white manga esque art mm -hmm. style. Mm -hmm. um, and, and with someone who can who can 
capitalize on black and white manga art style because there's some manga you see out there where it's like and not discrediting the artist but there's somewhere it's like it would be cool to see this in color but the ones who can do it very well where it's like i don't want to see this in color i just want to see it in black and white like junji ito i don't you do see some of his stuff in color like the uzumaki thing the first few pages it's watercolor it's beautiful yeah i love both but Mm -hmm. but yeah he's junji ito excels with just the black and white so yeah i wanted that manga black and white with tolls the bells with raw horror i wanted that surreal dreamlike uh kind of paintery look um with the third story destination um i wanted that That to kind of be more a, a contemporary comic art style but still have like beautiful visuals and stuff because yeah. there's the, the monster stuff and stuff like that and then with the last one uh acolyte i from the beginning wanted that to be dr seuss-esque art style yeah it like, it, it it really when i read that i was like wait it's turning into this like yeah it, yeah because it, 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 it starts off like hey thank you very much yeah, yeah. Sir. like it's very you know uh, whatever you're just going along and then all of a sudden it gets it, it gets dark and you're like yeah, wait yeah. what the hell just happened um but and that's what i like that's what i like about, and now you wrote all of the stories you just yeah have, yeah you you wrote all of the stories and you have different artists working on them i was going to say this about anthologies and, and, and aniba mentioned it in in the uh, in the in the uh, what you call it i guess in the uh, chat but he was talking about because he's a big fan of uh, he'll tell you he's a big fan of anthologies for a long time I, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of them right but i've realized and i was and i was realizing that today as i'm reading these things i think my biggest gripe with anthologies was the level of artwork that was in the anthologies when i first started reading them from independent artists i think independents and self-publishers have come a long way oh, yeah. from that the level the, the 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 quality of the art in these books is so good now that you can sit down and look and say oh this looks good because before it just looked like a mishmash of things like yeah, it didn't yeah. look it didn't look well put together yeah and so i, I know exactly I, what you know what i mean and so i didn't like it but when you produce an anthology and it's well produced and everything, I think it's at, at this point I'm like, all right, I'll check this out. You know, I check this out. But uh, but good job on on, on the book, man. It, it looks both of them. They look incredible, man. Incredible Thank stuff. You. Yeah, really good stuff. Are you now? You're saying you've got a third one. So are you? Is this going to be like an ongoing kind of just? I'm, I'm willing to to do this as long as as it goes because the third one. Uh, it has three stories. Two of the stories, art is completely done. One of them needs to be lettered. And then I need to find an artist for one of the stories. So the third one is like two thirds of the way done. And then I have scripts for up to like issue seven or eight. Um, but I, am always here and there writing horror scripts when I'm not writing something else. Cause horror is just the, it's kind of the, the cheat thing for me. Cause I, I fall so easily into writing horror to where like when I'm writing something else, if I'm right now, I'm like, oh, I'm so frustrated. Ah, I'll, I'll continue this horror script. And it's like, no, no, no. You need to focus on this. But I, I just always get sucked back into the horror. What 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 scares you? What is what 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 makes you, you know, what what makes you scared? Uh it, it's gonna sound weird, but uh kind of Oops. not being what you say, in- Sam? nerfs. <laughs> 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 Uh, probably like not being in control 
or or not what i mean by that is like uh uh mentally i'm not in control or or uh like stuff stuff like get out like like when he gets put under in a trance and stuff i don't know that stuff like resonates with me where it's like that would be terrifying where where i'm not in control of my body or my mind like kind of the psychological type stuff like i i do like my jasons i like my freddies that sort of stuff but but uh but that's more know, like slasher stuff. films. That's more like slasher films. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and and that stuff is good, but yeah, the stuff yeah. that like actually scares me, like yeah, if I'm thinking about me in real life, it's that type of stuff. And yeah. then like my biggest fear is the weirdest thing ever. It's pitch black and I'm drowning and I can't feel like the bottom. I can't feel oh. the sides. I can't oh. see light or anything. That's my biggest fear ever. So yeah. if someone... No one come after me, but now you know my biggest fear. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> I'll leave my biggest fear to insects. <laughs> this way, you know, just throw me in the room. Yeah, yeah. I'll figure it out. But, and, and, I, and I ask you that question, Brandon, because different things scare different people. And that's the complexity of writing horror. Because what oh, yeah. may scare you may not scare me. What may scare Sam oh, yeah. may not scare you. And so finding that balance to scare everybody is, I think that's when you have to go with the psychological, right? Yeah. That's when you have to go with, with that, with that scare. And I think you've done that. And, and, and I think you've done that with the sit, with the, with the, with that book that we're talking about cinema, with the theater, um, just the story you were telling, you know, where you're like, you, you, you walk out, you walk back in and everybody's gone. And it's like, yo, yeah. where did you go? You should have seen Sam's face. He was ready to be like, what? Great examples of scares. Yeah, see, that's good stuff. Um, but so do you You have, you have inject a lot of that stuff into your writing, I'm assuming? Because it, it, it seems oh, like yeah. to be a theme. Like, that's kind of like a theme. It's very psychological. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Writing. So, and, and I appreciate that because that's that's the kind of stuff that, that resonates, you know? Yeah, that, that doesn't mean I, I don't like writing, like, slasher stuff here and there. But I like to do a, a little twist with that type of stuff. But, I yeah, I like to get the stuff that, like, when you're reading it because it's, it's different a slasher is good and stuff but one when you're watching on the movie it's likely not scary when you're reading it it's definitely not scary it's a good time right. but it's not scary right um so you kind of got to go in different routes different types of horror when it comes to like a comic or a book to right. really scare someone yeah you see this you see this it's <laughs> michael always always got to yeah, I'm allergic to Indiegogo, so I get that. <laughs> it's a tough market to I think crack. we all are, man. I think Indiegogo is yeah. just one of those. I think I've only had one out of three successful on Indiegogo. <laughs> you, know, you know what's funny? So Aníbal, who's in the chat, we, we did an Indiegogo years ago, and it actually worked out. And this was before like crowdfunding was really popular. But, dude, the amount of work you got to do on these things, man. It's yeah. like you just got to, you know, promise your kids, like, hey, man. I'll, <laughs> I'll see you it, next it, month. It's crazy, man. I mean, that's, I don't even have kids or anything, but I, I basically have to do that with my family. Like, I'd be like, <laughs> hey, like, which my mom and dad, they understand. But, like, my little sister, I'm, I'm basically like, hey, like, just understand. I'm not ignoring you or anything. It's right, just like right. this This is uh running a kickstarter it doesn't it doesn't seem like it on the outside but it's it's so much work it's a lot of work it's a lot yeah. of work. it's exhausting yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and you're about to embark on that october yeah. 18th you're about yeah. to jump on board now how long is the campaign going to go for 
It'll be from October 18th to November 18th, so uh, okay. 31 days. 31 days, yes. So if you guys are watching and you haven't done so yet, check out the show notes or even the chat. It's and the just links the chat uh, and in the notes. Yeah, links in the chat. Just uh, get notified for when the campaign actually launches and it goes live. Brandon Ingram is with us from Dismay Comics. Dismay Avenue is the uh, the anthology, two anthologies, one and two, yeah. um, that you have. I love it, man. I love it. I'm looking forward to it. I, I, I like everything you've written. Gallows, man, big fan. I can't wait till, for number three. So I'm enjoying um, what you're putting out there. And I can't wait for this to uh, to launch because even though I have a copy, I still want to get the physical. Because I want to see that, that. That that artwork is dope, man. I, it's not the same for me in digital form. It's not the yeah, same. Yeah. I like I to that. hold yeah, same here. Um, the book. Yeah, I like yeah. to hold the book. And that and artwork. You get, you've you've had uh, two people sign up since we've been we've been talking. So awesome. 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 Thank you. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. fantastic. Um, so yeah, we're at that we're at that period where we're going to give you the screen and you're going to deliver your other pitch. And why should people sign up? And why should people back it when you launch? So uh, take it away. And then where can they find you on social media? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, what I'll first mention, I'm Brandon Ingram, in case uh, you're just tuning in, uh, kind of running Disney Comics. And the main comic I'm focused on right now is Disney Avenue number one and number two. I don't have number two printed, but you see number one right there. Um, and that's what this Kickstarter is for, is this horror anthology series that is a psychological slash cosmic horror anthology series at least with these first two issues the first two issues very much psychological slash cosmic horror and with disney avenue number one in case you didn't hear any of it before disney avenue number one there's one main story called program uh, it's a 40 page story where it follows a couple named ben and mia as they go on another movie date night but when they have to go to a creepy and unfrequented movie theater outside of the town that they live in to see their movie, it quickly becomes clear that this isn't going to be an average movie night for this young couple. Um, I'd mentioned before that at least the first third of the story is based on a true story with me and uh, uh, a girl I was dating at the time whenever I wrote this back in uh I believe 2017 or 2018 is when I wrote the script. But um, yeah, it, it, it goes on some wild rides. And then Disney Avenue number two, it's a 60-page uh, uh, comic. It's got four stories. Um, basically, the four stories you have, uh, Tolls the Bell, which is very much Junji Ito-esque uh, art style, as well as it's it's... It's basically like the weird stuff that might happen for a kid who has to stay after class one day. He gets in trouble, he has to stay after class, and things go a little bit crazy from there. Raw Horror deals with kind of the horrors of a soldier, a military soldier waking up at his house and just kind of unsure of his environment. Um, and then uh, Destination, the third story deals with a little girl who goes to a thrift shop with her mom and she finds a musical triangle. She finds the musical triangle at a thrift shop. And when she actually strikes the triangle, she gets teleported to unknown places. So it's a, it's a teleporting triangle, teleports her to various places, various dimensions, a little bit weird. And then uh, the last one, Acolyte, it's Dr. Seuss-esque art style where 
You follow this guy, Mr. Hinklehorn, as he's going about his day. It seems kind of normal, seems like a almost like a Dr. Seuss story, and then goes kind of weird and kind of dark as it goes along. But uh, yeah, Disney Avenue number one and two, a whole lot to offer. There's all kinds of stuff <clears throat> with this campaign, with this comics. I mean, you get five stories. Um, if you don't like the first story program, there's a one-page comic at the very end of issue one where it's called Alternate Triality, where it's basically like, hey, uh, trees and people switch places. Let's see what that looks like. And it's very weird. It's funny. It's dark. Um, but yeah, I, I hope everyone can check this, this story out, these stories out, I should say. Um, there's going to be pretty much from $1 to $65, there's there's gonna be a pledge for anyone, for anyone's budgets. Um, I should also mention, which you'll see on the, the Kickstarter itself once it launches, there's gonna be a T-shirt for Disney Avenue. Um, it'll be basically that logo you saw on, on the, uh, the, the title image. It looks really good on a T-shirt. Um, I'm proud of the way that looks. I'm gonna buy a few for me um, just to give to relatives and for me to have one. Um, but yeah, there, there's all kinds of stuff with this campaign. I hope you can support it when it drops on October 18th. And just to reminder, Disney Comics on Facebook and Instagram, that's D-I-S-M-A-Y Comics. You can follow along with this journey. Outstanding, brother. Yeah, yeah so again, as always, it's a pleasure having you on. Uh, congratulations on your next campaign launch. And, uh, you know, can't wait to see what happens. I'm sure it's going to be successful. You've done a great job putting it together. Thank you, Sam. Thank you. Yeah, Got it, brother. Brandon, thank you, my man. And we'll see you soon, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm in the next apartment right over. I'm yeah, going to swing the door open. I'm like, hey, what's Come going on, on in here, Jerry? I mean, <laughs> George, not Jerry. It's like, how do you get in my refrigerator? Uh, <laughs> it's like, is that my underwear? Anyway, all right. Boom. <laughs> Snaps. I will, <laughs> we will talk to you. I don't know how man. that happened. All right. So thank you again for being on the show. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. <laughs> Later, buddy. I'll take care. Oh, man. Good times. Good times. Thanks. The guests that come on the show uh, more than once or twice. In, uh, Three times case, a lady. The third time is the charm, and here yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, guys, definitely check that out. It's got really good stuff. Brandon's a very uh, very good writer, very good uh, creator. He's got really cool stuff. Check out his Gallows Man's book. Uh, go to dismaycomics.com and yes. uh, definitely, definitely give him a, a, a check. And, 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 sh and uh, thank you for joining if you guys joined us and, and followed his uh, pre-launch page, thank you for getting notified. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and then, then thank you, everybody, who uh, joined in. Biff Bam Boom, Anibal Aboyos, Compoyos, Michael Sammartino, and Gilly. Thank you guys for joining us on the stream. Um, and everybody who's watching silently on Facebook or Twitch, um, thank you all again for supporting um, the podcast. If you haven't done so already, please go and subscribe. Hit that like button. Um, leave comments below. Um, let us know um, that we're doing our job with and entertaining you. Um, yeah. And again, if you haven't done so already, check out There's an Alien in My Toilet on Kickstarter right now. We just made the first 24 hours. Um, look for this thumbnail. There's an Alien in My Toilet. The link is in the chat. It's also in the summary. And uh, remember, the starter kit ends tomorrow night uh, at 8 p.m. So get yourself that starter kit. Great Christmas gift. Um, it's a nice bundle great for a christmas gift you know the bundles be will be delivered in november um put it under the tree 
you know, let the kids wonder what that's what's that under the tree. Um, but yeah, so I'd love for you to come along for the ride. Worked really hard on this. Um, and uh, it's, you got a bunch of stories. You got well, duties adventures, you got duties monsters, and you got this in my toilet. So a lot to that's offer. Right, that's right. And don't forget tomorrow morning we are live at 9 a.m. with the morning brew with the crazy yes. brew. Word. We're going to have a, a topic that we will be discussing tomorrow. Get your in, input, see what you guys think. And we're also going to be talking about some of the stuff that's out right now. Andor just came out. I'm going to yes. try to catch the last two episodes that I missed. So I'm going to check that out. And that was a three three episode uh, launch that they're doing over at uh, Disney yeah. Plus. So I'm going to check that out. Now, is, it, is it based on the planet Endor? Yeah. Okay, cool. That's they're, what they're, they're, they're the are? Is that where the Ewoks That's where the Ewoks are from. Is it? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I guess. I wonder. Yeah, I you ready? You you just got excited. You want to see some Ewoks? Oh, what? <laughs> he said what? <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So we'll be live tomorrow. So check us out. Don't forget. Don't yeah. Don't forget. So uh, you know, again, we appreciate everybody out there. And uh, let's see, the moon on Andor. Oh, <laughs> isn't that the way the Ewoks are from? I don't know, dog. I don't know. Anyway, I'm Sam the Crazy Man, man. <laughs> George the Dream of Medina. Peace. Where the Ewoks are from. Yeah, it is. Thank you. I oh, knew what I was talking go. about. All See, right. I hope they put in some Ewoks. That'll be dope. Peace. Now, I was talking about my friend, Aquisa. Oh. Say my name. Say my name. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this is what you were thinking? <laughs> Oh, he described me. He said, "I'm the idiot." You're listening to Catch the Craze. You're listening to Catch the Craze. You are listening to Catch the Craze. On this craze, you're listening to Catch the Craze.